The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are in the week of Primal Potential's nine-year anniversary. We are two days away from celebrating nine years of Primal Potential, which is crazy. Because in some ways, I feel like, gosh, it's only been nine years. And then when I think about where I was nine years ago, what I was doing, what business looked like, I mean, that feels like 100 years when I think about that. And I just primarily want to say thank you. I'm so grateful for every episode that you have listened to, for every email that you have sent, for every one of you that has gone through any program that has been offered in the last nine years. I mean, I know I'm not the only one who has lived a million lifetimes in the last nine years, and I just feel tremendously grateful. I know that there are so many things you could give your time to, your trust to, your attention to, and none of this would exist without you. So thank you. I I think, gosh, I mean, things that have happened in the last nine years of running a business, uh, divorce, new programs, programs going away, new team members, team members going away, new sponsors, sponsors going away, a tiny house, my current house, and the many renovations of the last few years there, Dagny, Roman, Piper and Charlie. And there was like years of me referring to Chris as the boyfriend and never saying his name. It's so funny. (laughs) Thank you. But what I want to share with you today, I think this is something we have not talked about before on the podcast, which is wild because with over 1200 episodes, we've covered a lot. (laughs) And I feel like it is rare that we talk about something that has never been touched on before, but I don't think this has. I had a moment of frustration in my own life very recently, and it was an opportunity to see a pattern that I believe is one of the top two or three patterns holding people back. I started to feel frustration and doubt. And almost as I was feeling it, I was like, 
this is what is in so many people's way. And I'll share how it came up for me. And though it might not come up for you in this same way, I bet these same feelings are feelings that you experience and maybe feelings that get in the way of your growth, of your change, of you opening up a new chapter in your life and really feeling successful in that chapter. So remember how, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, that I told you guys I signed up for a couple of new courses. Well, one of those courses is what I consider tech heavy, technology heavy. And technology is not my strong suit. It is not my favorite. In fact, if I had to label it, I would say it's an outright weakness of mine. And it was this very course that prompted me to create the feedback loop I've talked about in the last couple weeks because I knew that taking this on, I was running the risk of getting frustrated and then disengaging, deciding like, I can't do this. It's not for me. It's too advanced. I'm not going to put the effort in. It's not worth it. Or I don't know how. I'm stuck. All of those stories of limitation that come up for us in many different areas of life. So here's what happened. I got into my implementation work block, right? One of my commitments to myself was that I wouldn't just put the meetings on my calendar, but I would block off specific time for doing the things I was learning about. And I dove into it with enthusiasm. Like, I'm excited to get this done. I'm excited to make progress. I'm going to feel good when I like check the boxes that different steps are complete. And on the very first step, I felt confused to the point that I didn't know how to proceed. Like with tech, you kind of have to do step one to get to step two. And I didn't know how to do step one. And that initial sense of frustration or confusion was easy enough to push through because I hadn't been doing the work for very long. I had just gotten started. So I was like, okay, just slow down, read the instructions again, you know, Google a couple of things that don't make sense, see what you can find there, no big deal. And after spending 10 or 15 minutes, which doesn't seem like much, but frustration and the sense of like, I can't figure this out can can accumulate very fast. At least it can for me. So I put in the time and I did a little more digging and I tried to slow down and read things more thoroughly and refer back to some previous things to see if like refreshing that would make it make sense. And I, I still felt confused. I started to doubt my ability to get where I'm trying to go, to do what I'm trying to do, to complete this course. And this is the very reason I created the feedback loop for myself because I was at a fork in the road in this moment of frustration and not a fork that I would come to just once. I mean, this is a fork that we will all come to over and over and over and over and over again. And we choose over and over and over again. And the fork in the road is either you give up or you get better. And a lot of times I've chosen to give up. Like, this is going to take too much time. I'm not good enough for this. I don't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough. I can't figure it out. I've tried so many times before and it hasn't worked. All of these different stories, this is the fork in the road, give up or get better. And because I had created this feedback loop, which I've talked about in past couple episodes, so you can check those out if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was time to ask for help, right? I knew that after implementation, or in this case, attempts at implementation, if I had questions or struggles or challenges, I would ask for help. Here's one thing that became very, very clear to me as I worked through this situation on my own. 
even if we're talking about asking ourselves for help, looking for help from within, not like going to an actual person with a question, how we look for help matters. Because if I had said, because in this example, I'm in a course and there's someone facilitating the course that I can go to with a question, but this is also true if we're just talking about our own thoughts to ourselves. If I had gone to the facilitator and said, I don't get it. I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. She would not be able to help me. Right? If And so often this happens. We're too vague or we're too emotional or we're too focused on the problem. So then not only can we not help ourselves, but nobody else can really help us. If I went in emotion about the problem, I don't get it. It's too technical. I can't do it. She can't help me. So instead... I slowed myself down to say, this is what I'm trying to do. And I literally said, like, I'm on this step trying to do this thing in this place. And when I get to this part, it's these words that I don't understand. And when I say I don't understand them, what I mean is I don't know how to do what you're telling me to do. Like, I don't know what to click on, right? How do I? The more specific I am, the more she can help me. And that is true everywhere. That is true when I'm talking to my husband. Instead of like, I, I, you're, you're just, you're insensitive, or you're not attentive enough. That is literally like going to the facilitator of this course and saying, I don't get it. It's too technical. She can't help me. So the more specific we are, this is what I'm trying to do. This is where I'm feeling stuck. This is what I'm trying to create. This is what I don't understand. When we are that clear, we can help ourselves more and other people can help us more. We have to speak up when we're struggling, right? But how we speak up matters. You can't just say to yourself, like, I always do this. What's wrong with me? This is awful. This is so frustrating. What's the point? When we instead can say, this is the behavior that I'm not happy with. This is the outcome I'm trying to create. These are the options that I see I have. These are the steps I could take. The piece I'm struggling with is X because Y. These are the resources available to me. We are dramatically closer to the solution. One of the things I say to my clients all the time is successful people ask for help. When I was on a, a, one of the live calls in this technical course that I'm taking, there were people who were asking very technical and specific questions. The type of questions that maybe I wouldn't have asked before because I don't want to take up the group's time or it might not apply to anybody else or maybe everybody already knows that answer and it'll show that I don't know what I'm doing or whatnot. And as I sat there for an hour 
listening to people get really specific, hands-on help with their problems, it was just so clear to me. They are now miles ahead because they spoke up. This is why we say successful people ask for help. There is nobody who has created great success in their life who did it all on their own. One of the hallmarks of successful people is asking for help, but so many of us have it in our mind that to ask for help is a sign of weakness or a sign of stupidity or a sign of like being behind. I'm telling you and I'm telling me the most successful people ask for help. Think about it this way. If your air conditioner broke, even if it was the second time or the third time that it broke, would you just be like, well, this sucks. I guess I'm not meant to have AC. This always happens. What's the point of even trying? Probably not. You'd probably be like, who do I know that does air conditioner repair? Is there an HVAC company that I've worked with before that I can call? Let me Google HVAC companies around me. Or maybe let me Google the error code that this is throwing and try to figure it out. You would, when it's not emotionally connected to you or your ego, we're really quick to ask for help, right? Your refrigerator breaks. You're not just like, I guess I'm keeping food in a cooler with ice for the rest of my life. Because there's no ego, you're not expecting yourself to be able to fix a fridge. But there's so many things that we have, for unknown reasons, expected ourselves to figure out. Well, what if we just remove those expectations? I don't expect myself to be on the same technical operations level as every person taking a course that I'm taking. That's crazy. Like, that's that's just insane. So many people expect that they should know how to overcome a pattern of behavior they've had for 20 years. But why? Why are you putting that expectation on yourself? And also, you can change your expectations at any time. If that expectation isn't working for you, it's not serving you, it's not getting where you want to go, change the expectation. I really believe that this is at the core of why so many people are struggling. And it's one of the most important parts of being consistent right? Because being consistent doesn't mean that you just plow through like a bulldozer when things are tough. It doesn't mean that you keep doing the CrossFit workout even though you have the flu or a sprained ankle. Consistency in large part is about being a good problem solver and asking for help when help is needed. And that's why, you know, when I think about the future of Primal Potential, why I've become so passionate and so vocal about the consistency course, because truth be told, you can find a hundred ways to eat to lose weight on Google that all work, right? I mean, honestly, on my podcast for free, the information is out there for free. It's the implementation that is holding people back. And here's the deal. It is the same exact thing if you're talking about building a business, if you're talking about getting out of debt, building financial flexibility, improving your fitness. It's true for all of it. There's so much more free information than we could ever possibly implement or consume. So it's not that we don't know how, because the how is free and at our fingertips in a matter of seconds. It's the how do I get myself to do it when I feel frustrated, when I'm in a funk. And that is about the skill of consistency. Two of the really key elements of being consistent, becoming a great problem solver, and asking for help. I see the consistency course just being this ever-growing, ever-evolving 
better every day than it was before because of the way that we crowdsource, we, we build on people's challenges, we create tools. So every day that somebody presents a challenge, there is a new tool available for everybody in the consistency course. And it grows like that week over week over week. So it becomes a more valuable tool every single week. And that's what gets me excited because this is the skill set that makes weight loss attainable, that makes fitness attainable, that makes financial transformation and relationship transformation and career transformation, all of it possible, this skill of becoming a consistent human being, of moving beyond drama, not throwing pity parties, not going between I'm super motivated and I don't give a shit, really being level-headed and consistent. That's what it's about. It's about overcoming these moments where you feel failure or you feel frustrated. It's about overcoming the judgment, the way that you're critical or negative when things get hard or your implementation is in a weak spot. It's overcoming this pattern of avoiding as soon as things get tough or you feel this resistance to doing the work. These patterns Staying in this critical nature, being negative, avoiding, withdrawing, they literally harm every area of your life. I see this when I work with people who are trying to build businesses, right? I see this all the time when they come up upon something that maybe it's taking longer than they thought. Maybe they're not seeing results as quickly as they thought. Maybe the results that they're getting aren't as big as they thought, or they're running into more issues than they thought they would. And they disengage and they drift. And if they had just come to that fork in the road that again, we all come to over and over again, where you either get better or you give up and they chose to get better, they'd have done it already. They'd have the business. They'd be out of debt. They'd have the financial freedom. They'd be 50 pounds lighter. They'd have their pull-ups. They'd be running the mile, whatever it is. If they came to that fork in the road and they said, I'm going to ask for help here, or I'm going to get better at serving myself here, and they decided to get better instead of giving up, they'd be there already. This is the skill that that I want us all to be passionate about, that I'm passionate about, and I want you to be passionate about. This is the hub that makes every aspect of our lives better. Right, I, I've been thinking about this since I had this moment in this course where I was like, oh, I'm not meant for this. I'm not smart enough for this. I don't have these skill sets. And the way that I crafted my ask for help, I was like, if I communicated this clearly to my husband, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm saying I want. This is the struggle I'm having. This is the desired outcome. These are the options we would fight 75% less, right? If I talked to my financial advisor that way, if I talked to my my friends who are building businesses when they come upon problems that way, if I talk to my coaches in any arena, my my fitness coaches, anybody, if I if I brought that level of specificity, if I talked to myself that way the next time that I was up against a parenting challenge, it's how you ask for help. It's who you ask for help. It's when you ask for help. 
knowing that a lot of the time the person we're going to for help is ourselves, but it doesn't have to be, right? Who can help? Who can I ask? What do I need? What is the problem? What am I trying to do? Where am I running into the problems? What is the outcome that I want? What part is confusing or difficult? Why is it difficult? Why is it confusing? Specificity is one of the big things we teach in the consistency course, right? Because if, again, I were to go to this course moderator and be like, I don't get it. It's too technical. She can't help. Just like when you say, I'm frustrated. I don't even care. I can't help. We're going to come to this fork in the road over and over and over, and you have a chance to get better. But the door is also open to give up. And a lot of times what happens when we give up is we come right back to this fork in the road and right back to this fork in the road. And a lot of times life feels like Groundhog Day, and that sucks because we have a limited amount of time here. And how much of it are we going to waste going in circles because we aren't willing to grow up, get better, ask for help, ask for help more intelligently, be more invested in solving our own problems and be less invested in the, oh, this sucks, what's wrong with me, why is it like this mentality? I want all of us to get better. And I want us to get better so that we are happier, so that our lives are more fulfilling, so that we leave legacies for our children and we raise happier children and we raise children who are better at problem solving and who don't convince themselves that they're stuck because they've run into something that is hard or that is uncomfortable. I hope that you are as passionate about this as I am. And I would love a couple of things. I would love for you to tell me what you would love to see as the future of primal potential. I would love to hear that from you. And I would love it if you would help me celebrate by sharing one or two of your favorite episodes. You could send them directly to somebody you think would love them. You could share them on your social media publicly with the whole wide world. I don't care. I would just love it if you would help me celebrate by sharing an episode or two of this podcast that you have enjoyed over the last, Primal Potential has been around for nine years, which means the podcast has been around for over eight years, which is wild. But we're still here. It would mean a lot if you would share it. And then the last thing is next week, the investment for the consistency course goes up. So price is going up next week. This is your last opportunity to lock in not only this price, but also lifetime access. Um, So please do take advantage of that because like I said, it is a really powerful collection of tools that gets better every single week because new resources and new tools and new strategies are added every single week. Even if we added nothing, I know that it will change your life, but we do keep adding. And that's what makes it the most exciting for me. Um, And to think about where it will be two years from now is just so wild. I hope that you'll consider joining me there, but I just want to say I appreciate you. I would love it if you would share an episode with somebody that you love or with your communities that you're a part of. I'm excited about every episode that is to come. And I hope that this podcast is around for a very, very long time. That is certainly my desire and my intention. And uh, I just want to serve you really, really well. We'll see you tomorrow, guys.